when I was nine years old, I was one of those kind of brainy, nerdy, geeky kids. You know, the type that sits in the back of the class, kind of does his own projects. And because of that, I used to get bullied all the time by the kids that were in my class. They'd tease me, say names, shove me around. And although I never physically got hurt, psychologically I really got screwed up. I used to walk home sometimes, really upset, crying. And I always seemed to be met by my father. His name was Orvis. And as I got older, I came to realize my dad was a bully too. Sometimes on those days when I would come home and I was crying, he'd take me out to the backyard and he would start to egg me on. Come on, sissy. Come on, what do you got? It was like he was trying to reach down inside me and find some area of aggression that I had. Just egging me on to the point I'd reach out and just pop it. It was his warped way of trying to help me out, toughen me up. But you know when you're nine years old, you can't hit your dad. It's like it doesn't register in your head. So I finally thought, you know what, if you can't beat him, join him. And so the cool kids one day, the tough kids were talking about stealing a yo-yo. I thought, you know what? This is my chance. If I go steal a yo-yo, I'm going to be one of the cool kids. I'll be one of those tough guys. I won't get bullied. I won't go home crying like a little kid. And maybe, just maybe, my dad will accept me. Because I was really yearning for my dad's acceptance. So the day came. We all got on our bikes. And I did have a cool bike. I had this like Schwinn Stingray, three speed gift right here. Okay, banana seat. Remember those? Yeah. That was a cool, I had a cool bike. Rode our bikes over to the store. Okay, and typical preteen boys, a little bit of bravado, popped a few oilies, brody down a few skid marks, threw our bike right in front of the door, just like they do today. <laughs> Every kid knows where the toy section is. We ran in the back of the store, the back corner. And as we came around the bend, and we looked up on the wall, there weren't like five or six yo-yos. There was like a whole wall of yo-yos. Big ones, small ones, red ones, green ones. Ones that glowed in the dark, even. <coughs> and I knew if I was going to be a cool kid, I knew exactly what I needed. I needed the Duncan double Y, bright blue with extra long string. Oh, yeah. That time that you could do and do the tricks with. Because <laughs> if I could do those tricks, I was going to be one of the cool kids. So I looked around, yellow ones, green ones. Ah, Duncan, double Y, bright blue, extra long string. So I stood up on my tippy toes and I grabbed it. And I shoved it deep down in my pocket. 
Well, then we faced a dilemma, you see. No one had thought, okay, once you got the yo-yo, how the hell do you get it out of the store? <laughs> so honestly, I'll, I don't remember who came up with the idea, but we decided, you know what? We could go out to the outside garden section, and there's that chain-link fence that divides the garden section from the back parking lot. And we'll take our yo-yos, stick our yo-yos down there by that crack, ride our bikes around, lean down, reach through the fence, grab our yo-yos, hmm, scot-free. Cool kid. <laughs> so with this renewed energy as only nine-year-old boys are, have, we start taking off, and we start running. There is a book out there, okay, that talks about what not to do when you're shoplifting. <laughs> and I guarantee you, somewhere in there, there's a rule that says, after you have got your loot, do not gather attention on yourself. Four boys running through a store gather attention. So as if almost on cue, we all froze. <laughs> Looked around. And then we started that fast little walk that kids do. <laughs> you know that kind of walk that kids have when they've been caught running on the pool deck by the lifeguard? They freeze, and then they do that straight walk. <laughs> Got ourselves out to the garden section. Took our yo-yos out. Put them down by the chain link fence. Fast walk ourselves back out to the front of the store. Got our bikes. Rode our bikes around. Walked up. Reached through and went to grab for the yo-yo. And just about that time came this gigantic adult hand on my forearm. I dropped the yo-yo. I had been caught. We all had been caught. Something we hadn't planned on. <laughs> we were taken to the general manager's office. It was at the end of this long, white hallway. One of those hallways that has the strip fluorescent lighting that linoleum tile that's speckled, so it kind of tries to hide dirt, but really doesn't. Got into his office, sat us all down, and proceeded to call all of our parents. And the first three parents, all of them said the same thing. I am so sorry, I will be right there to pick my son up. He gets to my mother. My mother was not apologetic. My mother was very stern. Tell him to get on his bike and ride home. <laughs> there was no maternal rescue for me. So I walked out, got on my bike, my Schwinn, Stingray, three-speed, big gigantic banana seat. But I wasn't cool anymore. Mm. I was scared shitless. I didn't fear my mother. Here's my father. My father's name was Orvis. He was the oldest kid of 11 siblings. He was born into a family with an alcoholic dad who beat the shit out of him. My dad's idea of discipline was to smack me with his hand, whip me with his belt, or quack me upside the head with the shaft of his golf club. There was a time 
when he was trying to teach me how to lift weights, and I wasn't doing something right, and he hit my forearm with a two by four. It still hurts every now and then. Um, As I rode home, I remember sitting on my bike and I was shaking. And I came around the bend and actually kind of got excited. My dad's car wasn't in the driveway. I thought, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> no wrath of Orvis today. So I laid my bike down, ran into the house, and sitting there at the breakfast counter was my mother. And she had fixed a sandwich two or three slices of apple. And I thought, I'm safe. I'm not going to get hurt today. And she started asking me the usual questions. What the hell I do was this? Why did you do this? If you wanted money for a yo-yo, Jeff, why didn't you just ask me? And even though I never saw anger in my mother's face or heard it in her voice, I started pleading. Please don't be angry with me, Mom. Don't be angry with me. She reached over and she gave me a hug and in one sentence, my mother caused more pain than my father ever had with his hand, his belt, or his golf club. She reached over and she said, I'm not angry, Jeff. I'm just disappointed. I'm not angry, Jeff. Just disappointed. My mother never told my father about the events of that afternoon. I guess it was her way of saving me from the wrath. But something did happen that afternoon. There was an unspoken decision that was made. A pact, if you will, between my mother and I. That we never let that bully get to us again. Three years later, my uh, dad came home drunk from a party. Cornered my mother in the bedroom and started slapping her. And I reached down inside and I found that aggressive part of me. And I hit him. Knocked him backwards. And allowed my mom to get up and run away. He never hit us again. <laughs> 